Well, hello and welcome to Bible Prophecy for Today. This channel is where I discuss controversial topics and news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media. And I do it all from a West Texans biblical point of view. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and uh, I'm going to give you guys some headlines um, this evening. Folks, you're not going to believe this. Just topping the list is, check this out, imagine the compliance Pfizer CEO um, praises ingestible pills with microchips. And then we have the World Economic Forum says it's about time to start microchipping humans with augmented reality. And then of course we're going to have civil unrest could be coming to Europe this winter as energy skyrockets and major U.S. retailers are warning lower income consumers are in trouble folks we got a lot of stuff to talk about and those are just topping uh what i want to talk about this evening so we have droughts we have water disappearing we've got crazy weather going on it sounds like i don't know the book of revelation maybe i don't know but anyway think about it guys think about it and I always repeat revelation chapter 11 where it says god comes back to destroy those who are destroying the earth and i always thought you know they talked about this climate change and they talk about all this stuff and you know here we thought you know they were just blowing smoke up our butts literally did we know we you know unfortunately we did not know that they had been manufacturing our weather this whole time folks go to geoengineeringwatch.org i want you guys to check out the the movie it's a documentary it's called the dimming you can find it on youtube for free now Folks, you're going to want to watch that, and you're going to want to go to the geoengineeringwatch.org. You want to check out their YouTube channel anyway, folks, because he's got a whole bunch of stuff that he's um, that he's talking about these days. And I'm going to play a clip right now so that you guys kind of have an idea uh, of where they're going with everything. All right, check this out. As it happened before, we're in a runaway event unprecedented in Earth's geologic history. On top of all that, let's add the total desperation of the global controllers to this equation crazy huh i'm telling you guys this is what they've got planned they have it all planned with the great reset a blueprint for destroying the west we have that going on then we have biden the absolute moron anyway in our office uh the white house here in the united states of america we know he cheated and he didn't really get there but anyway you know it's kind of like tyrannical power you know once they're in power folks they're not gonna let that go they're not gonna let it go and uh you're seeing how cheating and all kinds of fun stuff happens right well here we are in the end times and satan doesn't play fair and uh you know the bible is absolutely correct the bible told us these things would happen i just never thought i would see that day in the united states i just never thought that i would see that but of course I am seeing it. We are living in the end times. And what a privilege that is as Christians to be living in this time that John, while he was on the island of Patmos, was writing all this stuff down. Can you believe it? And Daniel, when Daniel was in the writing all this stuff down, can you imagine? We are living in those days. Ezekiel, when Ezekiel prophesied all these things, we are living in those days right now. So the world is basically very tense. We've got nuclear war 
uh, that could happen, you know, of course, at any moment. We have China. We have got to go after Taiwan. China's threatening in the United States. We have Russia that has invaded, of course, Ukraine. We have Russia on the border of Syria. We've got all kinds of stuff going on. And if you want to really know how the world is performing, look at Israel, because that is the timepiece. That's the timepiece of Bible prophecy. So pay it close attention to, I would say, Turkey and, of course, you know, Israel. So anyway, let's jump into some of these headlines, folks. It is unbelievable. If you're watching me um, on YouTube or Rumble, um, I'm actually showing my screen so that you guys can see some of the stuff that I'm reading. Uh, so you don't think I'm just like literally making this stuff up because sometimes it kind of sounds like she's got to have been making that up. But no, no, if you watch, you'll be able to see it. Speaking of climate, we have climate change. Please come to a city near you, folks. You are not going to believe what I'm about to read to you guys. So, <laughs> this is originally reported by Breitbart. The French Interior Minister Gerald Darmanin is hiring 3,000 green police officers to go after those who violate green-related criminal issues to safeguard the country from disasters supposedly caused by human-related climate change. Folks, I could not make this up if I tried to. The announcement comes after the EU crisis management czar uh, Janis uh, called for the rapid creation of a Europe-wide civil protection force to enforce climate laws across the EU. What such a force would mean for the sovereignty of member states hardly needs to be mentioned, and the call for an international police force was heavily criticized. Handing these irresponsible and unaccountable bureaucrats even more power would just simply be irresponsible, said EM or said uh, MEP. Uh, Christian Terres, what Europe needs is a rebirth of national and sovereign democracy with creativity and power for local people rather than one-size-fits-all bureaucratic control from the center of Brussels. Of course, Europe isn't the only place banning, uh, planning to create a police force that specifically handles offenses related to climate change. Canada is getting on, on the action, too. Of course they would. As reported by the counter-signal, it appears that the Ministry of Environment and Climate Change uh, Climate Change Canada is currently working on a building to house such officers. And if that wasn't enough, the ECCC has posted an ad on Indeed.com for an enforcement officer. Environmental Pollution enforcement and according to the ad the environment and climate change candidates enforcement branch ensures that organizations and individuals respect laws administered by the environment and climate change canada that protect the natural environment its biodiversity and the health of canadians of course duties include conducting inspections to ensure compliance with federal environmental laws as well as conducting investigations into alleged violations of federal environmental laws, including taking statements from witnesses or accused persons, preparing and executing search warrants, reviewing and assessing evidence, and preparing court briefs. Might I ex tell you about that ex executing search warrants? Hmm. And uh, let's just clarify that a little bit more. So officers will be further required to wear uniforms and carry safety equipment of course it's all safety right including body armor handcuffs batons and even prohibited weapons france's climate change officers will likely be similarly equipped might i say i don't know the united states eighty-seven thousand new irs agents hmm i wonder what they're for there's more than what we currently already have it's more than doubled more than doubled uh, what we have in the IRS, which technically is not even a governmental institution, but now is being weaponized against 
us, the people, the low, the lower to middle income people. Folks, better get, better put your boots on because it's getting really deep. I'm just gonna tell you. And they're even squirt. My little doggy agreed. Did you hear him in the background? Yes, yes, yes. So, folks, what else we got going on? Uh, so check it out. So Chinese drillers work 15 hours a day building wells and drought hit Xinjiang. Folks, this is on Reuters. It's posted about 10 hours ago. So teams of drillers are working long hours to build wells to fight a devastating drought sweeping parts of China. Farmers in Xinjiang City in the country's uh, central Xinjiang province told uh, uh, Reuters on Saturday. These villages, all of them are particularly dry, said Gao Pucha, 42, who led one drilling team in Dishan Village in Xinjiang. We, when we got the notice to drill wells, we got up early and worked late, more than 15 hours a day. In another nearby village, a 72-year-old man named Shin uh, scoured the fields for ears of rice left over from the paddy harvester to take home and feed his chickens. Sesame corn, sweet potatoes, cotton, and the dry lands are all dried up, uh, Shin told Reuters. Shin added that only the rice fields could be filled with water from nearby reservoirs, so they just filled them with a little bit of water, and it was a little bit better. China issued a national drought emergency earlier this month, and its record high temperatures continued to scorch the regions along the Yangs River. On Wednesday, Zhejiang province uh, raised its drought emergency response level from level 3 to level 5 or level 4 uh, the highest of the country's four tier ranking system so folks there's more going on over there in china folks it's crazy so china's record drought is drying rivers and feeding its coal habit dry weather in southwestern china has crippled huge hydroelectric dams forcing cities to impose rolling blackouts in driving up the country's use of coals folks this is incredulous so like i said if you don't think they're playing with the weather and manipulating it uh think again because they are they have been for years they've been manipulating our food sources they've been injecting it with all kinds of stuff uh you know if, if you look at that you know you look at food it says non-gmo well you're like what is a gmo you know what is that it was yeah non g they're organisms folks think about this thing they are hmm it just angers me should anger you you know hey they're technically destroying the earth, just like God said they would in Revelation 11. Anyway, said so Hong Kong, car assembly plants and electronic factories in southwest China have closed for lack of power. Owners of electric cars are waiting overnight at charging stations to recharge their vehicles. Rivers are so low that ships can no longer carry supplies. A record-setting drought and 11-week heat wave are causing broad disruptions in a region that depends on dams for more than three-quarters of its electricity generation. The factories, shutdowns, and logistical delays are hindering China's efforts to revive its economy as the country's leader, Xi Jinping, uh, prepares to claim a third term in power this autumn. The ruling Communist Party is already struggling to reverse a slowdown in China, the world's second largest economy caused by the country's strict COVID lockdowns and a slumping real estate market. Young people are finding it hard to get jobs, while uncertainty over the economic outlook is compelling residents to save instead of spend and to hold on and hold off on buying new homes. You can say that for the United States as well. What else we got? So praise God for this. We have Texans who perform abortions now face up to life in prison in a $100,000 fine. Yes, folks, this is the TexasTribune.org. TexasTribune.org. Thank you, Lord. Eleanor Klibanoff. This was posted on August the 25th. And so it says Texas, the largest state to restrict abortions, now has three significant bans on the books, setting up a potential legal minefield. So it says performing an abortion is now a felony 
punishable by up to life in prison in Texas after the state's trigger laws, which has only narrowed exceptions to save the life of a pregnant patient, went into effect on Thursday. The law was called triggered when the U.S. Supreme Court issued its judgment in Dobbs versus Jackson, the case that overturned Roe versus Wade and allowed states to set their own laws about abortion. Abortion clinics across Texas has already stopped performing the procedures, fearing prosecutions under state laws, and were on the books before Roe versus Wade. So Texas now has three significant abortion bans in place in several administrative regulations uh, governing the procedure, setting up a potential conflict as the largest state to ban abortion navigates this new legal system. And might I just add, thank God for Texas. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that that ban is in place here. I am so thankful to god for that so folks moving right along so let's go and check out japan shall we this is on bloomberg so folks <laughs> sit down and buckle up threats of blackouts drive japan to embrace nuclear again so nation explores building next generation nuclear power plants seven more reactors being eyed for restarts in 2023 or later so uh this is Written by Stephen, folks, if you are watching me on YouTube or Rumble, you're going to see right here. Y'all hear me murder names all the time, folks. I'm going to give it a try. This article was written by Stephen Stapzinski and David Stringer, and it was posted on August the 23rd at Bloomberg.com. Bloomberg.com. So, Japan is planning a dramatic shift back to nuclear power more than a decade on from the Fukushima disaster, aiming to restart a sweep of idled reactors and to develop new plants using next-generation technologies. Folks, I can't believe that's only been over a decade ago. I can't believe it. I remember it like it was yesterday. Anyway, Prime Minister... Fumio Kishida said Wednesday that the government will explore will explore development and construction of new reactors as the country aims to avoid new strains on power grids that buckled under heavy demand this summer and to curb the nation's reliance on energy imports. The Nikki newspaper reported to move ahead of the Kishida's former announcement. So folks, they're getting ready to kick that off. That's kind of concerning. So nuclear power and renewables are essential to proceed with a green, listen to this folks, a green transformation, Kishida said. Russia's invasion changed the global energy situations. Tokyo Electric Power Company, Japan's top utility and operator of an idled nuclear power plant in Niigata uh, Prefecture rallied 10% while reactor builder Mitsubishi Heavy Industries LTD jumped 6.9% and Japan Steelworks rose another 5%. So, folks, it's getting ready. It's getting ready. And what else could we talk about besides the climate change police, right? So, speaking of all this electricity and coal and climate and blah, 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 California banned the sale of new gasoline cars. So, California's banned the sale of new gasoline cars. You leave it to... California. Anyway, this is the New York Times and it says uh, the decision to take effect by 2035 will likely speed a wider transition to electric vehicles because many other states follow California's standards. Uh, we in Texas do not. Thank God. <laughs> this article was written in conjunction by Coral Davenport, Lisa Friedman, and Brad Plummer. Uh, it was posted on the August the 24th at the New York Times. So, anyway, California regulators on Thursday will vote to put in place a sweeping plan to restrict and ultimately ban the sale of gasoline-powered cars, state officials said. 
A move that the state's governor described as the beginning of the end for the internal combustion engines. The beginning of the end for California, maybe, hopefully. Anyway, the new policy detailed Wednesday morning in a news conference is widely expected to accelerate the global transition toward electric vehicles. Global transition. You guys notice these words that they throw out there. Not only is California the largest auto market in the United States, but more than a dozen other states uh, typically follow California's lead when setting their own auto emission standards if those states follow through and most are expected to adopt similar rules the restrictions would apply to about a third of the united states auto market so folks here you go so while in texas we have this heat we have all this stuff and what are they saying you know they're sending out a message to the owners of teslas on their little cars tell them hey you know wait till three o'clock to charge your cars because you know the grid can't handle it blah 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 and then we have california we're gonna ban gasoline cars and you guys are gonna be driving these electric cars you're not gonna be able to charge it's all about control it's all about control if you, if you guys i don't know is this ringing a bell to you guys mm, i don't know what else do we have you know my favorite you know him you love him yes it is leohoman.com leohoman h-o-h-m-a-n-n.com world economic forum says it's time to start microchipping humans with augmented reality what yes yes folks i can't make this up i cannot make this up even if I tried. Speaking of climate change, we have the World Economic Forum says it's time to start <clears throat> microchipping humans with augmented reality. An article posted on the World Economic Forum's website makes the case for implantable microchips, including in healthy adults and even children. The article sings the praises of what it calls augmented reality, a euphemism for transhumanism, and predicts it will soon be normalized. Transhumanists believe the next big leap in the evolution of humanity will be directed by humans themselves taking advantage of advancing technologies that allow them to blur the line between human physiology and computerized artificial intelligence. In the article posted August 16th on its website, the WEF says augmented reality technology has the ability to transform society and individual lives as much as visual and hearing aids are a part of our lives today implant technologies could become the norm in the future stakeholders in society will need to agree on how to ethically make these amazing technologies a part of our lives folks they go on to say that we'll be moving towards a brave new world the article asks adding as scary as chip implants may sound they form part of a natural evolution that wearables once underwent folks it's all about grooming us they're all grooming us for these things right moving right along it says the wef has attempted to conflate implantable microchips with innocuous inventions like hearing aids prosthetic legs and eyeglasses this is a deliberate deception eyeglasses and hearing aids may improve our functionality as human beings but they don't have the potential to change our very makeup as humans Yuval Noah Harari an Israeli historian and chief advisor to the WEF has said that if he had access to artificial intelligence when he was younger he believes he would have discovered he was a homosexual at age 11 or 12 instead of at 17. in fact a Newsweek article from September the 8th of 2017 made the case that AI can predict with startling accuracy whether someone is gay or straight Tell me this is no different than wearing glasses or a hearing aid. Not buying it. 
So the WEF is clearly starting to get defensive now that its anti-human agenda is becoming more widely known among the masses. They are no longer able to operate under a cloak of anonymity. The globalist organization based in Geneva, Switzerland, and headed by the prominent futurist in German economist Klaus Schwab, is one of the world's main drivers for population control in what many critics believe is the gateway to transhumanism, the experimental gene-based COVID vaccines. Schwab has said he wants every person on the planet and it jabbed as long as not everybody is vaccinated nobody will be safe he says in the video below which of course was the exact opposite of the truth those who got injected with the toxic spike protein are the ones playing russian roulette with their health not to mention they gave up their rights to bodily anonymity schwab and his wef comrades which include vaccine peddler bill gates BlackRock CEO ESG peddler Larry Fink, Metaverse peddler Mark Zuckerberg, Harari Hillary Clinton, Obama, Pete Buttigieg, Justin Trudeau, Jacinda Ardern, or Boris Johnson, etc. have all spent the last two years calling for a great reset of all aspects of life on Earth. This requires tearing up the existing world order so we can build back better with digital money and digital identities tied to a social credit scoring system. The WEF is tightly connected to the global implementation of digital health passports requiring people to show their papers. You remember, show me the papers before they can travel or enter public spaces. Yet the WEF increasingly worried about its reputation. It premises its August 16th article on microchip implants with an editor's note that says the article has been misrepresented on sites that spread misinformation. All oh, those poor, misunderstood, globalist, elitist, don't you feel sorry for them? Anyway, back to the article penned for the WEF by Kathleen Phillips, Vice President R&D of the Inter-University Microelectronics Center. Human implant technologies will soon become a commodity, the article suggests, arguing that there are solid, rational reasons for microchipping children with location trackers. Phillips argues that augmented uh, reality technology has the ability to transform society and individual lives and despite sounding scary with under will uh, undergo the same natural evolution as wearable technology hearing aids or glasses no longer carry a stigma they are accessories and are even considered a fashion item likewise implants will evolve into a commodity she writes in some ways the article reads like an advertisement for zuckerberg's metaverse she goes the augmenting technology will help in all stages of life children in a learning environment professionals at work and ambitious senior citizens there are many possibilities phillips further explains and adds and i quote or another example many children with attention deficit struggle in school in the best case they get special education services or classroom accommodations however with extra visual and audio guidance that blocks off uh, excessive stimuli an otherwise enabled child can cope with a standard school environment and when class is over and playtime begins, they can just take off or take the aids off. Augmented reality doesn't end there. Your phone might feel like part of your body, but it's not put in through surgery. Technology will become more intertwined with the body in the form of implants, but it will also seamlessly integrate with the environment. You might have sensors in a chair, for example. No, unquote. So, no, 
augmented reality does not end there. It does not end with simply improving the lives of the hearing impaired or otherwise handicapped. No. Now they are venturing into new territory. They want to augment those completely healthy people who, for whatever reason, do not meet their expectations as we enter into this new digital society. A society that will be more controlled and monitored. Phillips concludes her article for the WEFS follows. Augmentation can be defined as the extension of rehabilitation where technological aids such as glasses, cochlear implants, or prosthetics are designed to restore a lost or impaired function. Add it to completely healthy individuals and such technology can augment. Night goggles, exoskeletons, and brain-computer interfaces build up the picture. The augmenting technology will help in all stages of life. Children in a learning environment, professionals at work, and ambitious senior citizens. There are many possibilities. Unquote. So now the end of the WEF article, the vision begins to be more fully presented. You have to read to the end to find out that it's not just about helping the downtrodden, but improving the healthy people. Because while you may be healthy, you may not be ideally suited for the type of controlled society they are building. Through microchip implants, they openly admit the possibilities for human manipulation in endless and indeed are endless. Phillips believes an augmented society, i.e. transhumanist, is more or less inevitable and the only thing still up in the air is how it will be regulated. The limits on implants are going to be set by ethical ethical arguments rather than scientific capacity, she writes. For example, uh, she says, uh, should children be implanted with microchips at birth or, you know, maybe when they enter school? There are solid rational reasons for it, like safety, she writes, while admitting that for some it might be a bridge too far, you know, like those insufferable Christians who believe it's biblically suspect to be chipping your kids like farmers do livestock. And who does Phillips believe should have regulating authority over the use of implantable chips? Ethics should not be preached from an academic ivory tower. Overarching or independent institutions should guide policymakers and researchers in the augmented society in the do's and don'ts and help build the ethical framework on society aspects of augmented reality technology, she writes, without naming who these overarching institutions might be. Oh, I don't know. Governments, the Antichrist. <laughs> I don't know. Folks, there's a little bit more to that article. You guys can check that out at Leo Holman, H-O-H-M-A-N-N dot com. Yes, folks. Tell you, deception is rampant. Deception is rampant. And uh, the Bible said it would be. So what else do we have? We have more on these microchips coming out, right? So imagine the compliance. Pfizer CEO praises ingestible pills with microchips. Yes, folks, you heard it here <laughs> on WND.com. You can check it out uh, by Bob Unra. Bob Unra. So it says uh, the fight still the fights still are going on today. Court wars over some governmental, corporate, or educational demand that someone else uh, taken the COVID uh, nineteen shots. The toll from the side effects created by the experimental shots may never be fully known, even as those experts who demand that America's population be subject to their doubtful medical agenda be pushed for failing uh, to comply. So we're going to move on down here. It says, but now there's a new level of control being discussed. Ingestible medications with microchips embedded that was sent a signal to authorities, but only 
after you have taken your medicine. Imagine the compliance, noted um, Albert Barola, the CEO of Pfizer, which had revenue in the billions from the uh, CV shots. So it says, uh, the new revelation was cited in a report in Summit News where writer Paul Joseph Watson cited a discussion on the World Economic Forum site. So Pfizer CEO Albert explains Pfizer's new technology to Davos crowd, ingestible pills, a pill with a tiny chip that sends a wireless signer, signal to relevant authorities when the pharmaceutical has been digested. Imagine the compliance, he says. Yes, folks. I am not making this up. Not making this up. Pharmaceutical, pharmacaea, drugs. Ah, it talks about that in the Bible. Anyway, so the forum uh, discusses a variety of concepts about augmented reality. And it argues, as scary as microchip events may sound, they form, a, they form part of a natural evolution that wearables once underwent. Hearing aids or glasses no longer carry the stigma. So there's many people uh, talking about this, folks. The World Economic Forum is evil, evil, evil. Hope you guys see this coming about. So what else we have going on? I do believe I spoke about this. Yes, California to ban the sale of gasoline cars. I still cannot believe that. But can we believe anything? <laughs> so what else? Let me check out, make sure I've got everything I wanted to talk about. So, of course, you know, the Great Reset is a blueprint for destroying the West. I did talk about this a while ago. So major U.S. retailers warn lower-income consumers are in trouble. Biden and his aides keep reaffirming every week that everything is wonderful ahead of the midterm elections in November. Retailers, however, are all echoing a very different story and sending a warning that many consumers are all but tapped out in the snowball is going to keep getting bigger and uh, i did talk about another article i read not too long ago about the majority of americans are behind on their electricity bills and it's only going to get worse folks so civil unrest could be coming to europe this winter as energy costs skyrocket this is uh, going to be a bitterly cold winter for a whole lot of people in particular things are likely to get really uncomfortable in europe soaring energy prices and concern about potential shortages are causing anxiety all over the continent and widespread protests have already started taking place guys you can check that article out at prophecynewswatch.com prophecynewswatch.com so right here 20 million u.s homes are behind on power bills and it's going to get worse at least 20 million households or about one in six american homes are behind on their power bills as soaring electricity prices spark what is said to be the worst ever crisis in late utility payments uh, the crisis is expected to worsen as we head into winter so yes folks I'm telling you what, like I did a uh, thing not too long ago, I talked about, I believe, last week on uh, my episode talking about uh, if you guys live in Europe or any place like that, especially here in the United States, too, with the prices going up, you may want to look into alternative fuel, alternative ways to heat your home. Um, maybe bring it down into one room. Um, you can always like set up a tent inside your house and you can heat, you know, inside that tent. There's a lot of ways that you can do a lot of things you can do. I looked into it last year because, you know, uh, with everything going on, I kind of started looking into it, uh, 2020 because that set off a lot of bells too. And so, yeah, so there's a lot of places you can go to lots of tons of information on YouTube. I suggest that you may start looking at that now and writing it down because, 
like right here is talking about frightening solar flare warning discovered in Bible prophecy. We have all of these things going on, right? So you need to think about these things. So if there's a, like an EMP strike on us or like there is a solar flare, more of them that are coming from the sun. Looks like there's a lot coming out now hitting the earth. So when these things happen, our power is going to be knocked out. The grid's going to be gone. Anything you have that is electrical, you may have solar power, you may have whatever, but your electronics are going to be fried. So you need to think about these things. Start getting you some books, some actual paper books. You know, you remember those kind that you can hold in your hand and they smell really good. Yeah, oh yeah, the books. Anyway, start reading through that and um, get you some information that away. But one last thing that I wanted to talk about is harbingersdaily.com. So it's the fastest growing view of end times prophecy in the church today, but it is wrong. It's wrong, you guys. Let's talk about it. This is by Jonathan Brittner. The church is the body of Christ with Jesus as its head. It does not operate as a kingdom in this present world, and it's most certainly not the restored kingdom of Israel. But there's a lot of people saying that. You hear it a lot, but it's not. As redeemed saints, God has transferred us from Satan's domain to his invisible kingdoms you can read about that in colossians 1 verses 13 through 14 this is true we now belong to the kingdom of god however on earth the church functions as a body of believers with jesus as our chief shepherd the lord never intended for his church to operate as a kingdom in this world with an aristocracy ruling over it all the abuses of the Catholic Church that led to the Reformation stemmed directly from the errant belief that the church was a kingdom, the heir of the promise made to Israel in the Old Testament. While reformers, while reformers still rejected the restoration of Israel, their views of Scripture later caused Bible students to return to a biblical view of Jesus' future reign, one that includes the restoration of a kingdom to Israel. Why do I bring this up now, he says. He says it's because the portrayal of the church as the kingdom replacement for Israel has reemerged and gained immense popularity during the past two decades. The kingdom now view of future things. It's likely the fastest growing view of end times prophecy in the church today. This movement, often referred to as the New Apostolic Reformation, teaches that the church will eventually gain control of the world and bring in a time of unprecedented peace security and prosperity during which time the church not jesus will rule over the earth as for the lord he will return after the reign of the church yes yeah, so how's that working out for you guys i just want to i'm i'm sorry i how's that working out anyway back to the back to the article here so the group goes by other names such as Dominion Theology, Third Wave, Latter Rain, and the Charismatic Renewal. The NAR bases its teachings upon new revelation they claim has come through newly appointed apostles and prophets. These recent spokespersons of the church tell us that as inheritors of the kingdom promises that the Lord made to Israel, the church will prevail against the evils of this current world. They believe the church will gain control of all the structures necessary to rule over the earth. The teachings of the group not only question the sufficiency of God's word but they also directly contradict what scripture tells us about the church as well as the last days of human history the Bible tells us that there will be a time of great tribulation on the earth before Jesus's second coming and subsequent rule over the nations it's Jesus who defeats the kingdom of Satan and sets up his earthly rule on the throne of David New Testament saints will reign with Jesus not instead of him so it says the church's 
uh, the church is God's kingdom. Many pastors and teachers see the church as Israel's replacement, but do not go so far as to say it will rule over the earth as do the NER folks. This is the old all-millennial view that denies a literal understanding of Revelation 20 verses 1 through 10, which describe a thousand-year reign of Jesus in between the tribulation and the eternal state. Most of those in this camp believe that we are now in the millennium while others identify the eternal state of the reign of christ promise in the old testament like the nar proponents they believe that the church has replaced israel in god's economy albeit in a spiritual sense this is replacement theology it states that the church replaced the descendants of jacob because they rejected their messiah the song amen simple gospel by carrie job sums up the beliefs of both groups that see the church as the kingdom of israel the following words appear later in the song the church will arise with power and love our cities will know the glory of god the future is bright there's nothing to fear revival is now the kingdom is here. Even though these words proclaim NAR theology, one will find a similar sentiment in other churches that see themselves as the inheritors of the kingdom promises the Lord made to Israel. Churches of both types include Amen, which is simple gospel, in their worship services. The dangers of regarding the church as a kingdom. I see three dangers, he says, with emphasizing that the church as a kingdom rather than the body of Christ. One, an unawareness that we live in the last days. Pastors that deny the prophetic um, significance of the miracle, miraculous reemergence of Israel typically reject all teaching that says we live in the last days of human history as we know it. They don't see any imp implication in world events that point to the rapidly approaching seven-year tribulation and the fulfillment of events described in the book of Revelation. Why is this so harmful to the body of Christ? At a time when believers should increasingly let go of the things of this world in anticipation of Jesus' imminent appearing, the message of many churches is that there's no rush to prepare for meeting Jesus in the air. Some deny any belief in a rapture. There's also an apparent unawareness of the perils that abound around us and no awareness of God's impending judgment on this lawless world. In Pete Garcia's excellent blog post, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, he lists 19 existential threats to both our nation, America, and the world. They are eye-opening, to be sure. Most churches, however, believe as though all is well with the world, and these threats do not exist. Entering them is like leaving a burning building and walking into Disney World. Why are pastors so quiet about the dangers of pending food shortages and the drum beats of war that grow louder all the time? Do they somehow see the church as a bubble that's immune to these things? Jesus may come today, but it's also possible believers could face many and varied threats to their well-being and livelihood in the coming months or even in 2023. My bottom line is, he says, such awareness of the perilous times in which we live leaves believers unprepared to deal with the real world threat that becomes more lawless and threatening each day. Number two, the leadership see themselves as authoritative rulers rather than servants. The mentality of overseeing a kingdom is totally different than that of shepherding a group of believers in which all are equal members of the body of Christ. In a kingdom, rulers reign with authoritarian power. However, Jesus made it clear that this was not to happen among his followers. Matthew 20, 25-26 in the King James Version says, But Jesus called them unto him and said, Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that 
that are great exercise authority upon them, but it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. So a kingdom has rulers. The Lord intended for servant leaders to shepherd his church with humility towards one another. That's in First Peter 5, 5. I know that I struggled with pride years ago as a young pastor. I know the temptation, he says. Should the elders of the church view themselves as those exercising authority over a kingdom, the functioning of, of body life that uh, Paul describes in Romans 12, 3 through 8, would go out the window. That's why the body imagery of the church is so vital to the health of a local body of believers. It lends importance to all the members of the body, not just to those with visible gifts that everyone recognizes. Do I think that many pastors today lord it over those God has called them to serve? I really do not know, he says. But this has been my experience in the past five years as he has interacted with many of them. So number three says it takes the focus away from Jesus. So teachings the Teachings that exalt the church often make it rather than Jesus our safe refuge for the perilous times in which we in which we live. He goes, I cannot explain how this would work on a street level because he says he's never heard anyone explain how the church is an organization could rise up with power to protect its members. Sometimes chapter breaks occur at a most unfortunate time, such as the case with Philippians 4, as the first verse of this chapter reveals the significance of the truths Paul wrote in in about in chapter in the chapter 3 verse 20 through 21 he says it's our hope in jesus imminent appearing aka the rapture that enables us to stand firm in the lord and not surrender ground to those that oppose us in what we believe so it goes on to say this is philippians three twenty through verses uh, through chapter 4 verse 1 of philippians for our conversation is in heaven from whence also we look for the savior the lord jesus christ who shall change our vile body and it may be fashioned uh, like unto his glorious body according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself therefore my brethren dearly beloved longed for my crown in joy so stand fast in the lord my dearly beloved so it's jesus and our hope in his imminent return that enables us to remain firm in our faith during the perilous times in which we live. The New Testament presents a clear connection between the rapture and encouragement to remain faithful in our walk with Jesus. So, folks, much more in this article. You've got to check it out. you got to check it out. So, anyway, this is Jonathan Brittner. You can find that at harbingersdaily.com. And he's got an excellent article uh, about what's going on with the church there's another article that he wrote about as well, the apostasy of the church that is happening right now. The apostasy of the church. I heard a prophecy teacher a couple weeks ago on a YouTube uh, program that I watched. And I really enjoy this other uh, prophecy pastor teacher, but I'm not going to say I'm not, I won't name any names. If you guys hear me say it, you're going to know who I'm talking about. Anyway, he says that apostates can be saved. There was a question posed. Uh, during the question, the Q and A on the on the YouTube channel there, and somebody asked, you know, can can an apostate be saved? And he said yes. He went on this long little spiel, and and I, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt, like you know maybe he just answered on the spur and he didn't, you know, blah blah blah. But he never ever corrected himself, never corrected himself. And uh, I actually wrote an article. It's on my website, uh, Bible Prophecy the Number Four Today dot com. Bible Prophecy Four Today dot com. You guys can go check that out. I actually uh, did a blog on it. It's very short and sweet. All my blogs are very short and sweet, unlike my uh, unlike my podcast and you know, these little episodes that I do. But um, you can go check it out. No, and and to answer that question, apostate cannot be saved. An apostate cannot be saved. 
I'm like, why would you, why would you even think that a positive, the falling away to denounce what you first believed? What? In other words, like John MacArthur says, an apostate was never really saved to begin with. So anyway, no, folks, they cannot be saved. So anyway, with that, guys, I am going to get off of here. And as always, get in the Word of God and let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Thank you guys so much for listening to me. Uh, mostly ramble, but thank you guys so much for listening. I, I so much appreciate your support of this channel and uh, may god keep you and and bless you and may he give you boldness to speak his truth during these times when people really need to hear it the lord the world needs to hear about the lord i mean that's the only thing that's going to save you is jesus christ he's the only one that's going to save you there's no other name under heaven by which you will be saved except for christ jesus our lord and savior with that guys um, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you don't have to be in a church. You don't have to go into anyone special. You don't have to talk to some man. You don't, nothing. You can get on your knees right now, and you can call out to the Lord Jesus Christ, because he says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. And shall is a very strong word. That means it's done. All you have to do is call upon the name of the Lord. That's it. That's it. The thief on the cross. You know, today he said, you know, he told, he told Christ, he said, he told Jesus when he was hanging on the cross, please remember when, we, when you enter into your kingdom. And Jesus told him, and he says, today you'll be in paradise with me. So folks, nothing special you got to do. No fancy spancy, no prayers, no none of this stuff, nothing. Just call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then afterwards, repent of your sins, ask him to forgive you and be the Lord of, of your life. And he will, he will, and he'll forgive you for anything. Don't think there's nothing you have done. That is too bad that Jesus Christ will not forgive you because he there's nothing, nothing. Believe me, I am a wretched sinner. Believe me. And he forgave me. There's nothing, nothing, not one sin in the Bible that you have could have committed that he will not forgive you. So before people say the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost, well, let me tell you, you were not alive when Jesus walked this earth. So you could not, you cannot commit the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost today. You can't do that. So anyway, guys, like I say, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And uh, may God bless you and keep you. And may His face shine upon you. And may He keep you bold. May He keep you bold. May He keep me bold. May He keep all of us boldly and strong in the faith and our eyes on Jesus and not on this world and not on the circumstances. May all the things of this world just fade away. May they all just fade away. And may we focus on Jesus Christ and what He has done for us and what His plans are for us. May we focus on his word and may we just have sweet, sweet prayer time with him. And that is my prayer. And I ask it in Jesus name. Amen.